Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the Five Leadership Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and I'm here today with one very special guest who mm. it's been a while since you've been around, and that is Mr. Well, Brad Lomney. Every once in a while, you let me on. Uh, now, I will say, I, I can't think, I, it may have been uh, Carrie, who you have been tied with for a while, on longest standing, longest number of episodes. So I think this may yes. bring you back ahead. In the back game. in the lead? Back, back in, the, in the lead. I'm, I'm back in first place on the most episodes. And you are, I think. The question is, question has got the most impact. That's the question. Mm. That's the big question trying to figure out who who's had the most impact on on leaders around the country and around the world i'm not i'm not going there you're no, silent you're you're silent no because i i mean if you're thinking longevity i mean you know carrie's just a whippersnapper he's he's fairly new on the scene compared to uh, compared to you, I mean, he's kind of like the back. Tort- he's he's the hare and I'm the tortoise. I'm the slow, steady burn, and <laughs> he's he's had the rocket ride more recently. <laughs> he has, man, uh, and and for good reason. Carrie's a dear friend for both of us, so absolutely, uh, yes. He, he well, is. I'm always honored to be on, Doctor Atkins. Always honored. Well, thank you, sir. We are going to do quick hitters today, so I can't think of anybody I'd rather do quick hitters with. Certainly not Barnabas. No, Certainly not he's dead to us. Barnabas is dead to us. He's dead to us, yeah. I mean, he even, like, ditched us for the episode 300. Yeah, I listened to that one, and I was I was feeling the pain of him not showing up. Sans Barnabas. He played, like, a, pra- yeah. a parent card or something like that. Yeah, lame. Very lame. All right. So uh, this is always a great conversation. Whenever we get together, we're going to ask probably most of these questions to each other anyway. So uh, what is one thing you've read recently that, you know, had some effect? Uh, The book Deep Work. The the book Deep Work I'm reading, so I'm not done with it, but it's uh, taking it a lot. Have you run across this book? I have. I have not read it. I'm scared to read it. Yeah. Because I'm scared of what it will tell me about myself. it's It's a big read. It's a pretty thick book. Uh, it's not an easy read, but I'm finding it to be helpful just in, in terms of kind of big picture, thinking about, um, approach to work about a lot of things, you know, many of us have already wrestled with, but that would be one that's on the list that I've, I'm enjoying uh, a more recent book that I was reading actually in, in uh, preparation for an interview is a book by Tony Dungy that is coming out later this spring called the soul of a team. And it's actually a, a sort of a Lincioni fable model, well, that's but I, I really off. liked it. Yeah, it, it he did okay with it. I mean, you know, he has a writer that works with him uh, that I think has worked with him on several books. But it was a lot of insight from you know one of the one of the great coaches in the NFL over the years, Tony Dungy. Um, yeah. won a super won a Super Bowl, and you know now an NFL analyst on NBC, but. I really enjoyed it. There was some really good insights. Uh, you know, his his uh, S O U L is the acronym, but also the 
sort of the point of the book, the four keys that he says are pretty crucial for a team. But what I like about it is he dives into some of the things that he, when he was on the, the, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the seventies, which I know, you know, none of this, Todd, I'm, I'm so no. outside your lane, right? You're now. very outside my lane. Although I did like the safety. Raiders in the eighties, mostly for their well, logo and whatnot. And Brian Bosworth. Oh, that's, you're speaking my language because he Boz. was an Oklahoma guy. And I, you know, I went to school there about seven years after Bosworth. So I actually cut my hair in eighth grade, like the boss. How about strong. that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so deep, deep work and soul of a team, which soul of a team is not out yet, but it will be soon. Any, uh, fantabulous articles lately? Uh, I've been nerding out on, on a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I actually, I'll give you a recommendation for if you haven't, well, everybody's seen the Simon Sinek video of him talking about millennials. So I got down the rabbit hole the other day of, of just chasing a lot of stuff on the next generation and on millennials. And between Simon Sinek, between uh, Tim Elmore on his growing leaders, which by the way, I would suggest that uh, that's something you should also read or subscribe to is Tim Elmore's he does a, a weekly email that has sort of his three three articles that he writes on the Growing Leaders blog. Right. And and every time I read it, I'm I'm actually learning something new. Uh, but the other thing I've been I, I got jumped I jumped into was the Culture Translator, which is done by the guys out in Colorado Springs that are connected with a group uh, called Axis, and they're sort of looking at teenagers especially with a lens through, you know, a Christian worldview and between, so I would say between Simon, Tim Elmore, and then this, this Axis group, I've been pretty deeply integrated into the, you know, the worlds of the next generation, especially teenagers and 20 somethings. And I know there's a lot more voices than that, but if anybody listening has not sort of jumped into those three buckets, I would, I would say start there. And that'll give you enough to spend hours on. Well, and it's changing too, because I think, you know, we started to hear you got toward the end of millennials and almost everybody was tired of hearing about millennials, except nobody more than millennials was tired of hearing about millennials. Um, right. Uh, which I'm like, are you all Gen X? Do you not like labels? Just saying. Uh, but then you know, now whatever you want to call them, iGen or uh, Gen Z or whatever, I, I think we're only beginning to see some of the data come back on them. So what are you seeing so far in those books? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think I'm seeing what a lot of people are seeing, although the, it's, the, you know, the, the reality is, is that every one of us would say there are 20 somethings on our teams who would, who would be the opposite of what the trend is or right. what the research shows. So, you know, don't, don't just believe what the data is reporting because so much of that is based on surveys and analysis that's not at the personal level, you know? So I think what you see is what you get in regards to the young leaders on your team. And many of them will have some of the tendencies but many of them will also break all the stereotypes, you know? So the, the challenge is always that we end up having a bias 
towards a certain kind of leader or a certain generation or a certain age group that is just simply not true. You know, so be careful that it's the same whether you're looking at older and you're a young leader or you're looking at younger and you're an old leader. Be really careful of the stereotypes that tend to sort of now filter everything we think or that's the lens we see through. Cool. So for me, um, I think I've already mentioned this one on the podcast, but it's wrapped up and I was walking through with a younger leader a week and a half ago. Um, a beautiful constraint. And I do think that churches have a lot they can learn from from that book. It's really about, hey, we think that when we have all the resources we want, that, you know, we'll be more creative, better, you know, all these things. But the reality is uh, constraint, even if it's not money, even if it's time or whatever, that is actually putting constraints on you is actually what produces the most creative, innovative ideas. So even if you have yes. all the money in the world, even having a time-sensitive thing, which in this day and age with all the change that happens, um, I, I think we're, you know, we've got uh, Blueprint Coaching coming up on change. And so I'm just kind of obsessed with change and keep rereading books on change, um, like Change Masters from the 80s. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. read some crazy stuff lately. Um, anything Cotter writes, of course, but. You know, things like that. Uh, in addition to that, and even so, you know, obviously a beautiful constraint isn't about change uh, exactly, but because that's the the lens I'm looking at everything uh, with, that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing come out of that. And then um, uh, there was a CNN article two weeks ago that was uh, just confirmed some bias I had, uh, and it was why buttons don't work. Uh, and it was all the different cities and how many of the traffic oh, lights dude, don't work this. and um, how many elevator buttons that you think work. They don't really work. They're just designed to make you feel better about your current um, wait time. So it doesn't cause anything to happen. You're not crossing the street any faster or the elevator's not coming any sooner or the doors aren't closing any sooner. It just makes you feel like they are. Feels like you're in control. It feels like it's the illusion of control. Is that because the 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 buttons never worked, or because they just quit working? Um, both. So some were intentionally designed not to work. Um, they just put a box there, and it makes you feel good. And some just stop working, and they never bothered to fix. Um, so you kind of walk through both, but it was really fascinating from a psychological perspective the illusion of control in a chaotic world and how important that was to some people in keeping them on the rails. Very interesting. It is. And I don't know what that says about the church, but anywho. Uh, so those are a couple things I'm reading uh, and I'm about to start reading even though I don't want to. Uh, essentialism. Have you read Essentialism? Yes, and I've listened to a several interviews with Greg McEwen on, you know, on the book with different podcast outlets. I feel He'd be like, a great one to get on the podcast, by the way. Uh, I feel like I have to, I feel like I have to read it. Enough of my friends that I really like, uh, that have actually good recommendations on books, um, are saying that's a, that's a really good read. So I got to do it. My wife and I are going through the, uh, house downsizing and everything. And we, we know we need to 
do some of this stuff. We even tried to watch the yeah. Netflix show with the lady from Japan. You know who I'm talking about? Moto or no? I can't remember. It's all about like reducing, you know, clutter and all that. Which everybody that listens knows I don't watch TV anyway. Well, I didn't even make it through one episode of that, and I was like, <laughs> I don't understand what all the fuss is about. Um, there was like a viral social thing in the last couple of weeks, I guess, with the turn of the new year and all that. But man, I was just like, I don't get it. Okay, anyway. I got a couple of more for you. Can I can right. I throw out a few more? I'll throw more. You may have a second question that I'm jumping to, but no, we have five. Um, Brad. Watched, That's how this works. You've been I, on for a while. I know, but I <laughs> I I can't remember if there was going to be one on articles I'm reading or videos I'm oh, this watching. Is, uh, there's reading and listening, so listening okay. is typically going to be a podcast thing, but we can we can count that as video if you want. Well, I'll just give you that you know the, an outlet called trend watching. Oh yeah, Do you Man. read that? I, I've I really like that website and I, yeah, I get their emails and 10 years. Yes. Really good outlet for those of us sort of trying to see what's happening or coming, you know, soon, especially in the marketing and branding world. I feel like sometimes they really get it and sometimes they really don't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hit and miss. It's just, it's always fun to see kind of what they're thinking about. Um, There was one other, uh, I read this, this article called the end of the beginning. And it's a it's one of the the guys that work with Andreessen Horowitz, which is one of the top VC venture capital groups out of Silicon Valley. And Mark Andreessen, who I believe started Netscape and several, you know, kind of Internet companies. It's his company. But this guy is fascinating. So if you just if you Google search the end of the beginning, it's on YouTube and it's about an hour long of the he, what he's talking about is is the internet the end of the beginning of the internet so just put that one on your list when you've got some downtime or you're you know want to go down the rabbit hole check now, it out on youtube um is this do you have to watch it or can you listen to it on youtube oh you could listen to it as well yeah See, he's he's showing slides right. he's showing slides so the watching does help with the slide consumption but he, you, uh, he's still you know talking about it we ended up uh, adding a audio, um, an audio option on Ministry Grid because so many people, you know, that was a big time request of being able to add, you know, l- let me listen to this because in most cases a lot of training is is audio anyway. There's plenty of visual, but for a, a um, somebody to have the option of video or audio, and is this you know only video or whatever? Anyway. I just thought it was fascinating. And then it made sense to me because I'm like, oh, I do this all the time. I listen right. to YouTube videos all the time. Yes. It's crazy. All right. So what else are you listening to? Listening to? Mm-hmm. Second question. Well, I'm what a, are you listening to? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big uh, I'm a big music guy. So I've, I tend to always go to the Friday releases on iTunes and see what's new. Uh, I am listening to the new Passion album that came out uh, during the Passion Conference. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of of podcast that I'm listening to, everybody's going to have this on their list, but it's so good. The Craig Rochelle P- Leadership Podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's always good. And he's got the notes, and he's got the you know the downloadable PDF of the takeaway. I mean, it's a machine of of leadership development. Would you expect so if, anything less, Brad? No, of course not. No. 
but he he's he's so practical. You know, it was funny listening to his interview with Bob Goff because Bob is so <laughs> like, you know, all over the place. And I haven't Craig listened is, to that. I'm gonna have to listen to that just for the sheer okay. entertainment. Just listen to it for the entertainment because Craig is is, you know, appropriately pushing him towards practical application. And right. Bob, it's like Bob just keeps avoiding the practical application part. So he's not having any of it. No. Oh, cool. Uh, any any other new podcasts? Um, well, I mean, Business Wars, I've been listening to that yes. one for the last year, which I think is just, is really good. Uh, I listened to the pitch. Do you listen to the pitch? No. Uh, so that one, that one is, uh, it, it's basically you're, you're getting to walk through someone walking in and having an idea and then pitching it to four different investors. It's kind of like Shark so think, Tank. Think right? Shark Tank, okay. except yeah, audio format. Cool. And you you uh, you just get you you learn a lot based on hearing because what they'll do is they'll take the investors in another room and they'll break down sort of you know why they're interested or not interested in this particular company or this particular product. Mm. So I I really like, like that one. Um, I am I, I like Cameron Strang's new podcast called Unedited. So Cameron you know is the Relevant it's guy. the founder, founder relevant, and they they do the relevant podcast. They do several podcasts, but he's got one now that's just him sitting down. His interview with Carl Lentz more recently was was uh, was one I really liked listening to, uh, and it 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 truly is unedited. I mean, they you can you can you can feel it. You can feel that it's it's not scripted and just some friends sitting down. So that would be right. another one to put on the list. Cool. All right. I got a couple. Um, have you ever listened to, this is a, it's a more famous one. It's older, but it's been around a while. It's so good. I can't believe I didn't listen to it, start listening to it until recently, but I'm binge listening to The Memory Palace. No, I don't know this one. Palace? So a friend of mine, Stephen Earp, uh, he, he was kind of like, man, I know you love you know, stories and odd stories from odd places. And he's like, as a pastor, I'm telling you, this is one of the, this is, this was gold, Jerry, for any, for any, uh, anybody looking for, you know, obscure stories that have a purpose. Like the, I listened to, um, I, I listened to one in the last 24 hours. I've listened to one, um, about Ida Lewis who mm -hmm. was this lighthouse keeper uh, up in New England, and she took the job. Well, her dad took the job, and she started to actually taking it over when she was 15. And, you know, she saves, like, 18 people, and she's, like, you know, a buck even and, you know, five foot tall and all this stuff. But she's amazing. The last person she saved, she was 62 years old. Crazy. Wow. Wow. Um, but I'd never heard that story, and I'm like, how? Somebody needs to make a movie of this. Come on. Uh, there's a there's a couple of different things. Camels in the in the West, and I don't know the person who was sitting next to Lincoln you know, when he was shot, and her story, and how it like completely you know messed up her life and everything else. It's just crazy. All these little obscure stories. Um, business wars, I would second. Uh, I do every time we do this podcast. I I second that. Um, there's a new one called Morning and Evening. You should listen to. 
That's one that I one. produce. I, I started, uh, yeah. Like I did, um, basically it happened over Thanksgiving. My brother-in-law kept pushing me because I was like, man, I can't believe nobody's ever done morning and evening, Charles Spurgeon's morning and evening as a podcast. And so, <laughs> so yeah, it's all ringing. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, uh, contacted a guy in South Africa who's a voice artist, and like you, I, it would be dumb for me to do it because nobody would want to hear me read Charles Spurgeon. But to hear a guy with an English accent um, that's slightly South African, he did one in formal English, and like you know, your your pastor types loved it, but normal people didn't like it. So I wanted it to be for normal people. So anyway, morning and evening, Charles Spurgeon, millions of people have read that thing. Um, but to get it in a daily podcast form, I couldn't believe nobody had done it. And so if you're going to do it, you better do it right. And so, you know, I did the score the whole nine. Uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. That, that was a really fun project. And then uh, Albert Tate's podcast is so fun. <laughs> I don't know if you've what's heard the, it. What's yet. the name of that one? It's just Albert Tate, <laughs> Albert Tate podcast. Okay. Albert Tate podcast. Okay. Yeah, um, and he's only done like seven or eight episodes, but man, it's it's hilarious. The one he does with Lecrae is amazing. Um, yeah, you should check that out. I'm I put it on the list, and it's you know it's Albert. It's always going to be good. He does one with uh, T.O. See, I'm throwing out sports references. I get. It. And the one with T.O. is quite surprising as well. That's Terrell Owens for all of you listeners. Dropping some sports knowledge today. Actually, if you'll notice, uh, my sports knowledge stops about 20 years ago. <laughs> Suddenly hey, and abruptly. You know what? You got to start somewhere. You, you got to start somewhere. I go back. Go back a ways. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next question, which is, what's one tool or resource you've started using recently? Hey, say that again. I I lost you. Sorry. A what's a tool or resource that you've started using recently that you like? You know, I uh, this one's going to be kind of a, a nerdy thing, but there's a uh, do you use Genius Scan for for being able to scan PDFs on your phone? No, you know I this? use uh, Scan and Translate Pro. Oh, so you're you're into the you're into the I do the more professional version. That, Either I've I've written and had to copy or, you know, somebody would give me something and I'm like, I don't want to carry around this piece of paper and I just whip out my phone. There you go. Good well, go. some wh whichever of those, those your, I think yours would be a paid option and it is. Genius, Genius Scan would be a free option. But you need to have that on your phone, some kind of PDF scanner, reader, converter. I'm also... I, a lot of people probably do use the DirecTV app yep. on their phone. But with AT&T, here's the beauty is that you can watch DirecTV if you're a DirecTV subscriber on your phone with no data being consumed. And so as a, as someone who travels quite frequently, right, I consume a lot of the DirecTV <laughs> app sitting in airports or places where I'm waiting or in the Uber right. vehicle you know, on your way somewhere. Right, right. So no longer do you have to live a life of uh, not being able to access those kinds of free entertainment options without, you know, if you're not at home right. or you're not sitting in front of a TV. I know that feels like a 
yeah, Brad, thanks. But some of us forget about it. No, that's a good word. I can get there. All right, I've got, I'm looking at my phone now to look at some more recent apps. I'm a nerd as well. Uh, so <laughs> I do nerdy things like I use GifGab to send uh, really quick messages to people I love. Like yes, I've Carrie received Newoff one of those. And Brad Lominick. Yeah, I um, received one of those. Uh, which I believe it was you, I had put you spinning records in front of a Lifeway store and Carrie dancing in front of yes. it. Yes. And it was something about his book. Which me spinning records in front of a Lifeway store is not far off from no. what could actually happen. But yeah, Carrie had like, I don't know, shaggy hair and was dressed like Austin Powers. It's a beautiful app. You can do amazing things with it. That's all uh, That's all I have to say. Um, and then there's another similar, not similar at all, uh, Cinemagraph, which allows you to take um, like a video and you can choose what you want to remain in motion and the rest of the background is still. So it makes some very cool looking imagery that people are like, how did you do that? Um, you know, and all this is like the young whippersnappers probably are actually professionally trained. And then, uh, but if you just stick around for a little bit and you look in the app store every once in a while, you can find some amazing things that you're like, holy cow. Over, I've talked about before. I still use over yep. all the time because it's so stinking easy. Um, and I actually switched back from Venmo to PayPal. Really? That's all my apps. So that's all my app knowledge. You're not using the you're not using the Cash app by Square. No. Um I was an I feel like I was an early adopter to that and it was buggy at the time, so I just left it and okay. then um went and then probably a year and a half ago or so Venmo for a while and then I'm just like, "Eh. PayPal has has done well and they've their fees are better than they used to be probably because of uh, entrance into the market. So it's good. I'm, I'm still using the cash app as well as Venmo. So uh, I'm, I like Venmo for sure, but I don't know. PayPal just seems more ubiquitous. And some of my transfers are um, more business in nature. So well, all your Bitcoin that you're uh, storing up. Oh yes. Uh, all your crypt no. cryptocurrency. <laughs> No, that that uh, that mania has come and gone, Brad. You 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 uh, you've moved on. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like it's all parked somewhere. I don't know anything about it. So I I got into it when it was when it was going really well, and then it just started tanking and was depressing. So I just like eh, forget it. I think okay. I'm still like even, but sure you are. Even Steven. Even Steven. We'll see. Something will happen. Maybe not. Um, all right, let's move on to our next question, which is who is one person who's influenced you recently? Oh, I got one for you. Uh, he's, he's always inspired me, but more recently he has re-inspired me. Blake Mikoski, who is the founder of Tom's. Right. Tom's shoes. And Blake has taken on a pretty daunting, more recent initiative and campaign to, try to bring people together around solving and dealing with gun violence, especially 
in schools and oh, right, right. some of the more mass shootings. So he, you know, as the founder of Tom's, he's, he always kind of had this justice side and angle. And right. so he, he, uh, after one of the more recent shootings in November, which happened in Thousand Oaks, close to him right. where he lives, he decided he wanted to try to do something about it. So he went on Fallon, which, you know, I wish we all could say that, that, you know, we have a, we get inspired and we just go on Fallon to release whatever our new initiative is. Right. But he went on Fallon and launched this new end gun violence initiative, which basically the big thing that he's trying to promote or push or try to accomplish is universal background checks on, right. on uh, gun purchase, which most, you know, nine out of 10 Americans believe in and agree with. So right. he's, he's starting with something that is actually doable, but I just love the way he, he responds, even if it's something daunting and what we would all kind of say, really, can you really do something about this? Like this has been going on a long time. Um, but he just looks at it and says, well, I'm going to do my part. So I, I love seeing that in people and he's a friend and he's, he's inspired me in that way. So, you know, it, it makes me think, well, what can I do with, with the influence I have? That's a good word. Very good word. Um, well, I'm trying to think, I mean, if I think back, you know, it's hasn't been too long ago. We're less than a month away from, or well, post Christmas. Uh, so, you know, for me, that means I'm always around my family. That means I'm always around, um, the church where I grew up because for so long, you know, for years and years, I was a pastor at another church, so I could never go back and see those people. But these are good and godly people who, you know, really help shape me and, and make me the way I am. And so just even, you know, 10, 15-minute conversations with them, um, you know, 15 years removed uh, is, or more than that, really, 20 years removed, is it's always, it just reminds you of who you are and where you came from and how the Lord has blessed you. So it's just to say, hey, I have no idea how I got to host a podcast and talk about leadership and, you know, get to read constantly and uh, get to talk to pastors constantly and, and um, you know, do all the pipeline stuff and, and really feel like I'm making a mark. And, you know, it, it it's just really, it's humbling. Um, and it's just a good reminder of, it's always a good reminder of who you are. So I, when I think about people that influenced me most is probably the people, you know, I grew up with and uh, the the church leaders that nobody will ever know their names. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I could rattle off probably 20 um, if I go back into my childhood and think about all the way through high school, just different people other than my parents and other than family members that invested in me that, have no, they still don't know, you know, the impact that they, they had on your life or the life that they had on others' lives through you. And, you know, really recognizing that, um, that, you know, when, when we say things like your fruit grows on other people's trees, it's not a trite saying it, it really is, it really is true and significant. So yeah, we, we have no idea, um, the influence that we have in somebody's life that we will never even meet. 
uh, through somebody that we pour into and develop. It's good. Not to get too heavy. Yeah, it's good. All right. What's one lesson you've learned recently? You know, gosh, there's so many. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer in sort of the end of the year and the beginning of a new year being a, a great excuse and reason to evaluate, to stop and reflect, to, to set new goals, to try to, um, you know, learn from what happened the past 12 months. So one of the things for me that's been really top of mind, or at least it is starting the year is trying to be a, a leader with gratitude and, and how that actually gets lived out is, you know, being intentional about, about texting or emailing or calling, but, or in, you know, in person, but all those, all the using all those outlets to actually say to people, Hey, thank you. This, this really impacted me. Something you said, or, uh, living a life of gratitude is both helpful for that person to encourage them, but it's also, it also makes you more grateful and it, it inspires you to even greater levels of generosity. And, um, so that's one lesson I've been trying to put into practice is actually finding ways to be intentional about that. And it, you know, it, it looks the most practical way is it looks like writing a note. That's, that tends to be the place where it gets pushed out and made, Mm -hmm. you know, possible, but it's also just a mindset of saying everywhere I'm going now, I'm trying to, trying to have that posture and respond to people, be thankful, show gratitude, say, say I'm thankful, just that new mindset. So that, that's one thing for me that is probably on the lit, on the short list of 2019 expectations and goals. I think for me, um, it is, you know, and it's like um, practicing what you preach, meaning for me that is moving more and more from being intuitive to intentional. So I'll say something like that and have said things like that for the last year. Um, But it's in part because it's, you know, an accountability thing for me. And honestly, I would say for the last year I've been learning that it's Adkins, you know, hey, you can probably get through this and do great, but should you be doing this at all? (laughs) Yeah. And um, how much more powerful will it be if you're intentional in how you approach it and having that posture and saying no to a lot more stuff so that you can be more intentional give the things that, that you say yes to the time that they need. So stop trying to be you know, all things to all people and uh, saying yes to 10 things and say yes to five and just kill those. That's your essentialism. That's it is. the, uh, it is. Yeah, the posture of essentialism. So, and that's out. honestly probably why I've, you know, avoided reading it. But I'm like, yeah, I already get it. I don't want to read that. Um, mostly because I know it's going to convict me and that's my sin nature. And that's what we typically all do uh, when we already know something. Um, that we need to work on. It's like, okay. But now that if I read it, I'm actually going to be accountable to it. Groeschel, Craig, uh, speaking of 
of the uh, you know the disciplined leader again. Mm-hmm. Craig Rochelle has been doing a series, which I I've been watching because it's so easy now to be able to navigate and learn and be pastored by lots of different outlets, including your you know your local church. But he's been doing a series on habits that is really really good. Sort of the you know the first series of their year at Life Church, um, and I would just I would recommend everybody if you have the chance to you know try to consume that as much as you can because it it's practical it's helpful it's obviously timely starting a new year but his whole premise of you know it's not the 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 who you're becoming is is the the big question you want to be wrestling with not the what you're doing. And he breaks it down in, in such a great way that it's uh, really helpful for all of us. So that'd be another recommend to go listen to that series. So how does that dovetail with, um, you know, I can't remember who would have said it or if it's uh, if I'm summarizing, but it was it's almost like you are what you habitually do. Yes. Yeah. And his Maybe his whole thing big. is okay. his whole thing is one of one of his big points and is based on James Clear's more recent book, Atomic Habits. Um, The idea that the system is what, the system you implement or put in place is what will actually create new habits and change, not the goals you have. Without a great system in place, your goals are meaningless. Right. And just that mind, just that idea for me has, has, uh, has been, I think a shift for me because, you know, we all think goals, which are helpful and needed, but if you don't change the environment, the system, the, the, the habits, the, you know, the natural rhythm you have, you'll never hit your goals. Right. So, you know, the easiest example is, Hey, you want to, you want to lose weight. You have a goal of losing 20 pounds. Well, your system should be that you don't keep Doritos in, <laughs> in your house, you know, that, so that's the goal is lose weight. The system right. is remove all things that are going to be temptations. Totally. So, but we, we tend to think about the goal and then we get done and we haven't hit the goal because we didn't change our system. Well, and it doves, it dovetails well with, uh, um, with 40 X as well with four disciplines of execution as well, where it's like lead yep. and lag and all that. We've, we've actually done a, a recent podcast on that. Um, a book breakdown. So on that that those two things will go together well. What, what was the name of the book again? Atomic Habits. Uh, Atomic Habits, I believe, is the name of James Clear's book, which I have not read, but it's sort of in that same genre as as Duhigg's book, right? The uh, The Power of Habit. Good deal. All right. Well, as always, Brad, it's been fun. I love it. I always love being on. And, you know, what happens when we get together is uh, people hopefully, hopefully have been impacted. That's the goal. Every <laughs> By time. something. Somewhere By something. along the way. And if it went in doubt, I just always sing us out. I won't on this episode, but usually I would just sing us out. You would. So if you've never heard Brad sing, just go into your iTunes, do a little search with 5LQ and Brad and uh, enjoy. That's all I have to say about that. It will make your day. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for listening. Please click on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review.